Hello and welcome to the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast for December 15th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 2-1 Sports. We have an absolutely loaded podcast for you today. I'm going to be talking a little NBA. I'm also going to look back at that shit show of a game between the Rams and the Chargers last night. Plus, I will be sharing my DFS build, answer your start sick questions. Plus, David will come on. Him and I will share all our NFL bets for this weekend. But before we get into all that, reminder that ETOF 2-1 Sports Show is live. This Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, David Shapiro the voice of Churchill Downs is this week's special guest. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk a little NBA. So obviously, big news broke today. I guess the Bulls pitched to the Cavs, Zach Levine for my boy Garland. And I don't understand what everyone's obsession with Zach Levine is. Do people realize Zach Levine in his NBA record is 211 and 362? This guy has been a loser wherever he's gone. Does he score a lot of points? Does he do a lot of cool shit? Does he not knock down some big jump shots? Yeah, but he doesn't win games. And now you're pitching to Cleveland. Hey, give us Garland. And I'll be honest, I absolutely love Garland. Garland, to me, is one of the better players in the NBA that gets no recognition. And if you're Cleveland, obviously Mitchell's going to be moving on now. Why would you do that? Obviously, the trade fell through. Garland went on the IR. Mobley went on the IR. Now, Cleveland, who's outside of the playoff picture, do they move Mitchell? Because the big rumor is Mitchell wants to go to New York to go to Brooklyn. Do they look to move Mitchell? That's obviously something interesting to do. Obviously, another thing in the NBA was this whole Giannis thing. And don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Giannis guy. I used to have Bucks tickets. Obviously, as soon as they, they won the title, got priced out. I don't go up there hardly at all anymore because of the price. But... What the flying fuck was that? I have never been more disappointed with someone with how he acted before. And it turns out the security had the basketball the whole fucking time. Like, what the flying fuck is absolutely going on with Giannis? I was so disappointed by the way that he acted going into that. Ended up, they got the game ball, had a dirty elbow on Halliburton. Awful, awful display by Giannis. Um, Going to be interesting, obviously, to see with the NBA play-in tournament. What does this do to teams? Are teams going to be more interested in making these trades? Because now they saw in a competitive situation what they can and can't do and try to make some moves at the trade deadline. I would be really interested now to see how the amount of trades are different compared to years past. And obviously, how is this NBA tournament going to be looked at in five years? What are people going to look at for um, for this? In five years, is it going to be looked at, oh, wow, the, the Lakers won this tournament. Awesome job. Or is it just going to be like, eh, they won the in-season tournament. Who cares? I'll be honest. To me, I think it's a cool thing. It makes more interest in the games, but I really don't care. To me, it comes down to who wins the title in the summer. This is just something for TV and rankings. And I kind of think some of the top teams, like the Nuggets and the Bucks, that was their mindset. I know the Bucks ended up making it to the Final Four, but I think 
that was our mindset going into us. Now let's shift our attention over to a little DFS. And those that know this know what we do. I give you the three players I am going to be building around. The first player I'm going to be looking to build around is at the quarterback position. Look, we're going to be playing down. We're going to Matt Stafford. Commanders give up the second most DK points per game to opposing quarterbacks at 23.7. Last three weeks, these are the scores that they've given up. 19.2, 37.3, 22.5. That is 24.7 points per game to opposing quarterbacks last three. Commanders absolutely bleed production to opposing wide receivers. So instead of guessing, do we want Puka? Do we want Cooper Cup? Let's just take Stafford. That way we get production from both of them. Running back position. Look, I could go for one of the top guys. I think Barkley is going to have a huge game against the New Orleans Saints, but we're not going to go there. We're going to go to James Cook, another pay down option. Since my boy Brady has taken over calling plays, 19.2 points, 16 points, 21, sorry, 25.1 points. That's 21 points per game. Offense is centered around him. Cowboys are going to flow everything to Stefan Diggs. This is going to open stuff up for James Cook. Absolutely love James Cook at the running back position. And then at the wide receiver position, we're going to the Cleveland and Chicago Bears game. We're going to Amari Cooper. I know we could pay up, but the Bears give up 33 drafting points per game to opposing wide receivers. Also, the Brown's offense looks way better with Flacco with an arm that could actually push the ball down the field. Last week, Cooper had a 33% target share, 14 targets, 172 air yards. That's fourth highest last week. He's going to be matched up against Stevenson in the back four, who is PFF graded 107. An absolutely great matchup for Amari Cooper. So there you have it. The three players that we are building around this week are Matt Stafford, James Cook, and Amari Cooper. Now, these are the start sit questions that have been emailed in, sorry, DM to me on all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Ty Chandler or Tyler Algier. Madison is out, so I definitely go with Chadler. Chandler. Uh, Chase Brown or Tajay Spears. Brown, I'd go with Brown here. Um, gets more early down work, has established himself as the third down back. Damian Pierce or Cream Hunt. Damian Pierce is a walking injury. Tough matchup against the Titans. Cream Hunt has become more featured, kind of becoming the goal line back against the Bears, so I'll, I'll go there. Elijah Moore, Zay Jones. Jones has been a target hound. I think Moore is going to have be matched up against Jalen Johnson. I think it's going to be a Mari Cooper game. I'll go Zay Jones. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or Curtis Samuel. Give me Juju in the revenge game. Give me Juju in the revenge game. Um, A.T. Perry or Parker Washington. I got to go A.T. Perry here. Good matchup against the Giants. Uh Jonathan Mingo or Jerry Judy, look, Lions defense bleeds production. And Mingo has Bryce Young throwing him the ball. Let's not outthink the room. Let's go with Jerry Judy. There you have it. That is the fantasy football segment. Now, as always, 
you can send over your start sit questions and I will do my best to answer them. Or if it's Sunday, shoot me a DM. I will always get back to you. My fantasy football rankings come out every single Wednesday. They're on the etoff21sports.com webpage. Now let's shift our attention over to some betting and welcome David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 to the show. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some NFL betting and who better to come on than David, a.k.a. Better DP 21. David, how you doing today, my man? Doing good, man. Ready for the weekend. Ready for Saturday football and Sunday football and Monday night football. It's going to be a really good weekend. And I noticed you're finally rocking your Bills hat. You've come back along the wagon. I had it last week, too. <laughs> so, so, dude, just just so you know, I'm going to be part of Bills Mafia 2 until the bitter end. Just listen to these futures go. that I've locked in. Listen to these futures and tell me how jealous you are. I know I know, I will be. Josh Allen, MVP, 20 to 1. Okay. Bills, NFC, was it NFC North? AFC. AFC North. What the fuck? A- am I AFC, AFC East? AFC East. Jesus, dude. AFC East, I have them 15 to 1. Okay. Shit. Just to come out of the AFC, 22 to 1. To win the Super Bowl, 50 to 1. To make the playoffs, plus 270. Those, like, I am like in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm all as, right now. As I think everybody should be. How does that make you feel? I love them this week. I actually, I like them this week. Schedule lines up great. I really like what I'm seeing from their offense. I know they have a lot of injuries, but if there's a team that's due for some positive regression, it's them. Because when you look at their point differential, yep. how they're losing these games is just a weird ass thing. You know what I oh, mean? Like definitely, they're definitely yeah. due for. Some positive there, there were definitely like one or two games that I mean I I could point out to people you know like the Denver game um, when we lost on that last minute field goal or a the second Philly really game. I mean it was almost like yeah Philly game same type of thing I mean each of these games has been within literally three points and you know and if they win those two games we're sitting at like nine and four or something like that and. You know, and then everybody's having a whole different discussion about us. I mean, it is absolutely absurd. And when you look at their point differential, they have one of the better point differentials in the whole league. Yeah. So, and what's funny is if you take out the Dolphins, I feel the Dolphins are a little askewed because of that 70 to 20 win. I, I would agree. That out, then there's like a little bit more normal. Um, but we're here to talk about betting. Everyone know who's listening to this. David gives a first half side or total, then a full game side. I give a player prop and then a full game side. David, you are the guest. Why don't you kick us off, my friend? Yeah, so starting with the first half, and for those new listening, I'm, I, I line up a lot of st- uh, statistical data here for you. So, you know, I'm actually looking at the Broncos-Lions for the first half, and I'm taking the Lions minus three. Um, reason for that is because Denver's defense is just not uh, comparable to the Lions. Um, you're talking about Denver's defense, rushing defense number 31, DeVoe ranking, passing defense number 20. Um, obviously, those numbers kind of flip when it comes to their offense, but the, the Lions have just 
almost top 10 numbers on average uh, across the board when it comes to both uh, rushing defense number seven, uh, which is really where the Broncos need to, you know, they, they try to have their sweet spot in the run game. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say Russ is a, a great passer, but he, you know, he's there, but then the lions, you know, passing defense is where they're going to need to expose them because uh, lions passing defense rank number 19. I've got the lions winning the first half by a touchdown. Um, so, you know, at that point, I, I really love the edge here for ourselves. Um, you know, I just really like how this lines up for the for the Lions at home. And, you know, I am going to trust the numbers and kind of follow suit on that. So, you know, I'm taking Lions minus three uh, for all those reasons. Denver is that team that is due for some negative turnover aggression. You kind of look at what they've been able to do when they've been on this streak ever since the game against the um, – the 70 to 20 game they lost to the um to the dolphins they're i think they're over 10 in turnover positivity so they're definitely due for some aggression the lions are one of the better teams against the spread this year in terms of first half so i definitely like that bet myself i'll probably be on it too and i'm my next bet my player prop is also in that game i'm going sammy laporta over 46 and a half yards receiving broncos give up the second most yards Per game to the opposing tight end, 69.4, 11.7 yards per catch, 75% catch rate. Um, Laporta has gone over this total two of his last three games, eight of 13 games this season. You look at him, he is second on the Lions in yards, targets, and receptions, averaging 54 yards, seven targets, five receptions. And the Ben Johnson offense, everything is just filtered to the middle. They hardly do everything to the outside. That's why St. Brown and Laporta's production is just two to three times better than everyone else's on the team, just because it's just a big filter to the middle of the field. And I think this is going to be a great bounce back game for Laporta. Coming off an awful game, only had 20-some yards against the Bears. I think Goff's going to target him. And you just look at the history of the Van Joseph defense, Targeting tight ends, I absolutely love Sam Laporta over 46 and a half yards receiving. Nice. Yeah, dude. I mean, and that pissed me off because you know what? Son of a bitch. Jameer Gibbs dropped a 25-yard pass that would have given us an <laughs> over last week, last week. I am so pissed. At I saw that play. I almost he sent you a text as soon as it happened. He <laughs> dropped it, and you're like, oh. There it is. It's one of those things. And you know what? Gamblers, we got to run with the good and run with the bad. You'll get a kick out of this, okay? So my last two college basketball bets. Yep. Last two. You know how much I, – I, did you see those balloons pop up? I did. <laughs> did, you I say, no did you say congratulations or something? <laughs> I have no idea. I For some reason, some <laughs> balloons pop up in the video. No idea what the hell is going on. Um. My last two basketball bets were this. I had whoever South Florida, Arkansas Pine Bluff, plus 18.5. An 86.7% three-throw shooter gets fouled with five seconds left, one and one. Misses the three-throw. I lose by half a point. My next bet, I have UNC Ash... Asheville plus 11 and a half against um, 
against Alabama for the first half. They are within the number. The last two minutes, they do not score. They missed two layups and three wide-open jump shots. Lost the half by 12 points. Yep. So my last two basketball bets, I've lost by a combined one point. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to betting college basketball. Great time of the year. David, what is your side, my friend? All right, so my side, I am actually looking at the Giants versus the Saints. Um, I'm taking the Saints at home at the minus five and a half. So reason for this is, you know, really around the Saints passing defense these days. I mean, ranked number ninth um, in the league right now, DeVoe rankings wise, Um, you know, and then similarly, you know, their rushing offense is number 12. I mean, that's where they lean on for this team uh, to, to really be successful. I've got this actually projected at a score average of minus 13 like for the Saints to win by two scores. I know that's really tough to do, but clearly anything sitting, you know, above three and below seven, you know, when you call it minus four to pretty much minus six, you are, you know, you're counting on a touchdown win. Um, To see that they could win by two scores, you know, really great edge here over the book um, by almost a full touchdown uh, where the current line sits. So, you know, on the opposite side of the ball, um, you know, I've got, the Giants, who are just ranked really low in every DeVoe category across the board, except for their passing defense. I mean, the Giants, you know, rushing offense, number 31. Rushing defense, number 29. Passing offense, number 30. Passing defense, number 14. I mean, that's the only place that they have a middle-of-the-pack, you know, decent part of their uh, team overall. So I really just like where this Saints team has been going lately, on a hot streak at home. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points at the five and a half, trusting that they're going to win this thing by more than a touchdown. And, uh, you know, and trusting that the Giants, you know, defense is actually going to, to fold. I mean, as much as it's a nice, good, feel good story with DeVito and things of that nature, I know, I know. <laughs> then, you know, I, I 100% really like um, where Kamara and, you know, this rushing offense of the Saints has been going. Here's the thing. Like, I feel that your window when you're like a quote unquote DeVito level quarterback, we'll call him a backup. Yep. Your window to maximize your earnings is very slim. Sure. And I will give this agent credit. I think he's doing a phenomenal job of maximizing what this kid is. He's dressing full blown Sopranos and he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't get into it. He knows oh, yeah. what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Marketing, baby. And then you see DeVito with, like, that jersey get-up coming into the game. The reality is DeVito's not going to be a starting quarterback next year. He's got three yeah. to four more weeks to maximize this, to set up some earning potential for later on in his career. So props to him and his agent for figuring out something to take advantage of it. I love me some Tommy Cutlets, but I, I agree with you. I'm not – I, I think they could get boat raced this yeah. um, this weekend, especially because the one thing is people don't realize how tough the Superdome is. That place is yeah. so loud. You have an inexperienced rookie quarterback, a depleted offensive line. I think it's going to be tough for him to go on the uh, on the road and get some production. 
My next one, I got this number a little bit better, but I still like it at its current eight or eight and a half. So we're going to take the Chiefs plus eight, plus eight and a half. Kind of depends what book you're shopping on it. Plus eight and a half at Bet Rivers is the best price currently right now in the market. Not the Chiefs. You mean the Patriots? Oh, I am sorry. We are taking the New England Patriots hosting the Chiefs. We're taking the Patriots plus eight and a half. My bad. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 48% against the number as a favorite, 49% against the number as a road favorite. Laying three and a half or more, 46% ATS. On the road, laying three and a half or more, 44% ATS. Seven-point favorite or more, 45% ATS, but this is the big one. Road favorite, a seven or more, 33% against the number. He's just not covering these big numbers. Patriots are one of the best defenses in the league, top 10 defense per DVOA. Chiefs, with how much their offense has struggled, it's tough to trust them to win by such a big margin. They have offensive line issues. Their best weapon on offense, in my opinion, has been Pacheco, who went under the knife today to get some surgery. So he's going to be out. That means they're going to be leaning on Edward Zolaire, who can't run in between the tackles, and Isaiah Pacheco. Travis Kelsey can't separate on that Hail Mary. I tweeted it out and I talked about it. I think he looks done to me. He looks like yeah. he's physically done. Um, you know, they have a divisional matchup on deck. And call me crazy, but Zappi is attacking the middle of the field. And that's kind of the weakness of the Chiefs defense. Hunter Henry in the middle of the field. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster in the middle of the field. Juju Smith-Schuster revenge game. And the funny thing is, how much do you wish the Chiefs had Juju right now? Oh, my God. We talk about it, yeah, at least the last couple of weeks. Definitely. I mean, yeah, that, that dependable wide receiver. I think this is – I, I don't see the Chiefs winning this game by more than a touchdown. I'll take the Patriots eight or higher would be my thing. So, I'm with you. First of all, I only bet teams that, you know, we think are going to win and cover. You know, we talk winning cover all the time and, you know, sprinkle a little bit of that money line at plus 305 for me too. you know, right at home there. I love this spot for uh, New England where, you know, you just mentioned Zappy. I mean, New England's sitting on the number one rushing defense in the league. I mean, you know, and granted, you know, their passing offense is mediocre, like number 21 in the league. But, you know, for where they kind of sit across the board with some of these numbers, uh, yeah, I mean, give me give me the Patriots as well to cover this number. You know, uh, to your point, I, I try to say it even a lot. I think I said a lot last year. Chiefs are just one of those popular teams that don't cover. And, you know, it's public perception uh, for them, you know, to think that way. The line movement's already moved against. I mean, to your point, this number was sitting at nine and a half, close to 10 earlier in the week, you know, and here we are on Friday and it's jumped down to eight. I mean, I kind of really love this spot for Patriots for all those reasons, number-wise, money-wise. Um, it all just makes sense. So, yeah, I think I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that 305, though, myself. Yeah, I'll definitely sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Um, like you said, it opened up. I got this at 9.5. This is definitely dropped. So those guys, list those listening right now, I definitely look to lock that in. David, I'd like to say thank you for coming on, taking time out of your Friday to record why why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media but before that 
the Denver Broncos are only one game out of the Kansas City Chiefs. Something to remember. Closing and it, it would be wild. Wouldn't it be wild? Wouldn't it be wild? Denver and uh, Buffalo? If Denver overtakes the Chiefs. I would love to see that. I definitely think it's possible with this stretch coming up, but yeah, maybe not this week, but we'll see. Uh, David, why don't, you, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? All right, yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate always being here. Uh, love being a part of the show. Anybody that ever wants to talk shop, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, betterdp21, better with an OR. Let's cash some tickets this weekend. We'll talk next week, my friend. All right, buddy. Make sure to give my boy David a follow at betterdp21, one of the sharpest guys on social media when it comes to betting. Make sure to check out the ETOF21 Sports Show this Tuesday. Scott Shapiro from Churchill Downs will be be this week's special guest. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.